of the Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. Hello, hello, and welcome back for another episode of the Lovish Podcast. I am Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist, and also your host for the show. I would like to let you know that if you are listening on your favorite listening platform, this is also a video podcast episode. And if you are watching the video podcast episode and you happen to notice my lashes, mind your business, mind your business. Okay. This is episode two in our series on real love. And if you happen to be watching, then you will notice that we have a special guest in the studio. Y'all give it up for my mama. (laughs) We got my mama. We're going to call her mama Naromi J. Anyway, we are diving into all types of relationships this month for the month of February, the love month, celebrating love. And what better way to celebrate than by talking to some of the people in my life and answering some of the questions that you have about love and authentic relationships and everything in between. Now, my mama gonna come on here and act like she's shy, (laughs) y'all. But I want y'all to know this woman is not shy. She over here trying to hold back her smile. <laughs> Ma, you really, really not going to say nothing. <laughs> say hello to the people. So <laughs> I think this is hilarious because I have never seen my mama like this, y'all. Um, she too um, so shy. I hope you miss anybody's show. So this is really different. Yes. Do y'all, first of all, thank you, Ma, for being on the show because first and foremost, do y'all know how many teeth I had to pull, how many bribes I had to do to get this woman to come on this show, y'all? <laughs> oh, she's so shy and behind the scenes, but we're going to just say, praise God, that you are in the building. Hey, <laughs> into it. How did we meet? <laughs> how did we meet? Um, it was a lot of pain. Okay. Um, before January 11th, 1988. Okay, hold on. Didn't nobody say all that, man. <laughs> nobody said for no years. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> and anyway, the doctor came and said, oh, you're not ready. Soon, well, it wasn't a doctor, but I guess the intern or whatever. Soon as she left out, I said, it's coming, it's coming. And guess who it was? See that as quick as she can make it. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> okay. See you coming quick. So what inspired this particular episode, that was just kind of a little bit of a fun, you know, how do we meet? Just a little fun question. But um, what inspired this episode was actually a listener question. So the listener said, um, 
you know, how can you go about repairing mother-daughter relationships and, you know, just what's the best method of communication with mothers and daughters and different things like that. So I kind of took that question and broke it down into an entire episode. And so that is what we are doing here today. First question, Ma, what do you think makes our relationship unique? I think, um, well, from your siblings, I think I would say that it's unique because we talk mostly every day, almost every day, sometimes a couple of times a day. Facts. <laughs> but um, I do talk with the other ones, but they don't call or we don't talk as often. I'll be stalking you is what you're trying to say. And I'm not even ashamed. Yeah. So that's what makes it unique from the from the rest of them. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I'd be stalking. I do. Um, I think that's interesting how that happened, though. Like, you know, when stuff be happening, I'd be like, oh, I got to call mommy. Oh, I got to tell mommy this. Oh, I got to show mommy that, you know. So agreed. So our relationship has not always been perfect. Um, and I don't think any relationship is perfect. But there's a lot of like heavy seasons, tough times and mother daughter relationships um, I would say that coming from the past, teenage Sita, <laughs> we have made a lot of progress in our relationship, even though, of course, we're not in a perfect spot now. No relationship is perfect. But from your perspective as mom, what advice would you give a mother and a daughter that are trying to improve their relationship? Well, I think communication is key, although that's very difficult, is um, teenagers, because a lot of times they don't want to hear what you have to say. And you just say, if they would just listen to me, um, they'll find out, you know, you have been yeah. there already. Most may have done it already, you know, and they're just learning, but they think they know it all. So, um, <laughs> so if they would just listen, but sometimes, um, it's hard to get a team to listen. and But I think uh, one thing, if you have a regular conversation with them all the time, that helps. It may not be about anything serious, things they like to talk about, fun things or whatever. And you do spend time with them, you know, then hopefully uh, when that serious time comes, they will listen. So, but it's communication. Yeah, so... Um kind of to sum up your answer, I heard communication. I heard, well, not just communication, but open communication. And then I heard listening and the way that you described listening, my thought process went to active listening, like paying attention to what they're saying, even if you're not really interested um, and spending time with them. So right. open communication, active listening and quality time together. Yeah. Now, do you think that still will work if the relationship is in a tough spot? Um, it will be a little harder, but it's possible that it will work. And um, and then there's the love languages. You know, mm -hmm. you have to hug them and they're in that tough spot and they may feel like they don't want it, but if you do it anyway and express your love, but I'm, I care for you. I love you. I'm just trying to help you. And if you would just talk to me, maybe we could work this out together, you know, something like that. 
Okay, Ma. Come on, Ma with the gems. <laughs> All right. And now a question that I feel like a lot of our listeners probably already have answers to, but just for you in general, what is the hardest part or what was the hardest part um, in the teenage years, but what is the hardest part now about being a mother? Well, you said now, you mean now, like right now, my children are all grown now. Even okay, so you don't like, got no struggles? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I would say, you know, they're not there all the time and you're wondering what they're doing, what they're involved in, and you want to be there for them. You want to see them do well. And and if they're not following the path that you thought they should follow, then that's mm. a concern. And so you have to be prayerful. You know, a lot of times in church, they tell us, you know, we have to leave our children in God's hands and you definitely have to do that. So leave them in God's hands to pray for them um, because it is difficult sometimes. And, you, you know, they may express something they did well, why did you do that? You know, or, you know, you may want to go off into your own opinion, but it, you have to be careful in how you approach the situation because they may take it wrong. You're the way you say things. So you have to be careful with that. But Oh, well, and, before you go into your part two about like what was hard in the teenage years, that is so precious. So what I heard you say is precious because you, my mama, like, I'm going to let that mommy be worried. Like, okay, there's that part. But um, also, like, that's a tough position to be in what you're talking about, like, stepping back and not overstepping boundaries in the relationship to know that, like you said, all your children are adults, but that's still really hard. So... I guess, how do you even handle that? I heard prayer and leaving them in God's hands. Any practical ways that you handle, like stepping back, even though you're concerned or worried? Um, I may express my opinion or actually I just ask questions. Well, you why sure didn't you do, do this? <laughs> sure do. Mommy trying to keep it cute on this episode. It's okay. <laughs> um. You may, uh, you know, you may ask questions and they say I ask a lot of questions, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lead detective on the case. <laughs> you're trying to get information and try to help. And then uh, you offer your opinion, but and then you see them go the other way. They don't listen. They still don't listen. <laughs> You know, and you wonder, well, why didn't you do that? So well, I, I told you to call this person or do this and do that. And, you know, in looking for success, but, you know, you can't make them. So all you could do is offer your advice and mm. they'll follow. If not, then just keep praying and we'll see what happens next. And maybe things will work out. And Okay. Uh, so I heard like releasing them to you. You're giving them. You know, I, okay, sidebar, I know that you listen to the podcast, so you know Vision Architect, and you know what that's all about. So it sounds like what you're describing when you say, like, you ask a lot of questions and stuff like that, you're giving us your version or your vision for our life. And then when we don't follow it, stepping back and saying, well, maybe it might work out the way they're doing it. 
even though I don't see it working out the way they're doing it. Is that accurate? Um, yes, in some situations, I would say that. Oh, she um, said in the other ones, I'm a no limit soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, why are you still trying to be cute, girl? Y'all want to know how I got to be a beast? She's sitting right there, right there. <laughs> what else am I supposed to do? But you, uh, <laughs> you and Lana, y'all just too cute for the camera. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hi, Lana. <laughs> but uh, but I mean we can't we can't make them. It's up to them. You know, they're forming their opinions now. They're they're trying to live their life the way they want to do it, or they may see things differently. So that's all we could do is offer our advice or you know, see how to work out, see how it might work out and um if it doesn't work out, then we go to plan B. Okay, I heard that. You better ride with your kids, girl. She said, we go to plan B. Not they go to plan B. We go to plan B. That's one thing I can say about you. Even though you be asking 97 questions, you do be ready to ride. <laughs> okay, so when we were younger, what was the hardest part about being a mother? Um. When you were younger. <laughs> Don't be acting like it's so long ago, Mom. <laughs> you got your memories, girl. <laughs> you know, my memories, y'all remember more things than I do, so. Yeah. Um, well, one thing y'all be trying to play games, you know, trying to figure out who who was who was telling the truth when you was doing stuff. And um and all you all trying to say the same thing. And then when you all get in trouble, then you want to say, but mine wasn't me. He was selling so. But mine, but mine. But, you know, some people say they could tell when you're lying, but I wasn't like that. It's like, oh, my God. Are they telling the truth or not? And then I hated, you know, I had to push it to the limit <laughs> when it's time to go to school when they want to say they sick. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go all the way to find out first, you know, see if they got a temperature. No temperature. Are you sure you I got a headache? Who ever heard of little children having headaches? But some of mine did. <laughs> so then you have to, okay, let them stay home. We'll see. Are you going tomorrow though? But you know, little things like that, or um you know, the teenage spirit, where are you? Why are you not here? You know, you're supposed to be home by now, you know, things like that. Those, those are some tough days and you're not communicating. And back then, cell phones had just started and we didn't have cell phones all the time. So you looking out the door, where is she, where they at? I got, you know, do I, should I call the police? And then here they come, you know, so those are some trying days. How did you get through that? And I have no comment about our whereabouts or the lies. I will not <laughs> betray my siblings. <laughs> How did I get through it? I was praying for one, you know, and um, but I had a praying grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let me see. I think one time I drove to the school looking for mm. one. Oh, child. Mm, I remember you walked up on me several times. 
Ooh, walking home from school, my friends. See that? Ain't that your mama? I look behind me. I was like, oh my God, let me get around this corner. <laughs> Mommy will pull up. <laughs> okay, so you handled it by pulling up as a mother should. Mm-hmm. Any other ways? Oh, well, you can't leave out the discipline. Sometimes you got whipping, spankings. Or no that's taken away, you know. Uh, okay, so how did you and how do you, speaking of discipline, deal with your daughter when she's in the heart of her attitude, managing her frustrations, and just struggling with her emotions? It's some of the same things, you know. I would try to get you to listen. What's going on? Depending on what was going on that she had that attitude. You try to explain explain to her what how she was wrong. Did and you get an attitude with her. Like, Girl, stop playing with me because I'm your mama, period. <laughs> That's true. You know, a lot of people say, um, uh, don't be asking why, because I said it, you know. No, I'm saying, do you get an attitude with her, too? I feel like personally, you know, because I got my own daughter, that in some situations you do got to check them. And the check don't have to be coming against them to break their spirit. But um, if that attitude is popping off with me, like you are saying like reminding them that I'm on I'm on your side, but I can't defend you when you being disrespectful to me. I can't understand you when you being disrespectful to me. True now, especially if it was with the mouth. Uh some years Which, ago. <laughs> mothers back then you might have felt it in the mouth, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't do that. Um mm-hmm. I had to tell them, you know, you better watch Wash their mouth, stop saying it, or do you know they didn't use bad words? So I didn't have to say, I'll wash your mouth, I was soap or anything like that. Um, <laughs> you just have to find out what's going on, why are you acting like that? Or I might have to talk to your siblings and find out what happened, why, why, see the if it was you acting this way, or what happened, or you know. So, let's clarify one thing they was out here snitching on me. <laughs> I said if it was you. But was they snitching on me? That's what I asked. <laughs> now I Romy, I know Romy was snitching on me, wasn't she? <laughs> no, she wasn't. I I already told you, I already said how you all stuck together. Mm, okay, I guess. You wouldn't, be, wouldn't be saying who did what. So now you gotta figure it out. <laughs> okay, so if I would summarize the answer to this question, was you about to say something else? No. Oh, if I was to summarize the answer to this question, it would be creating space for her to have her emotions, but also letting her know that you're on her side as her mother, but also checking her when she needs to be checked. But that check is not necessarily a chin check like some mamas think it is. True. And it ain't a slap in the mouth, you know. Um we could we could leave it at that because I'm like I don't know you you opening up a can of worms you do that nowadays you slap your daughter she might slap you back that oh. ain't you know it's not it's not cool. I'm gonna say it's time to go and then you know you grown you gotta get your own place yeah yeah how do you feel about that letting your children like if your child was to disrespect you now I know as your child you never kicked any of us out. But um, how how do you feel about that? 
do you think that a mother should kick out her daughter if she being disrespectful? Well, I know some people believe in that, but that's that's one of those tough love situations. And to me, it's hard for me to do something like that because um, I'm like, where is she going to go? You know, she on the street and all the things that's happening nowadays, you know, you be while she out there, you would be worried. At least I would. Mm-hmm. You know, what is she going to get into? You know, you think she bad now, but she get with the wrong person. She'll be even worse. You know, get on something you don't want her on, get involved in situations or um, circumstances that you don't want her involved in. And and it'll just be a bad thing. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, go ahead. So I would I wouldn't do that to my um my son or my daughters. Mm-hmm. I was I would say that's the point. Really, before it gets to this level, that that's when you need to be considering going to therapy because um I I don't agree with the whole kick out either. Um, although I do know that there are some situations where things have gone way too far. I'm an advocate for intervening before they hit that level. Um, And even with, if you say like, I can't have this child stay here anymore, then you may want to also make provisions for them to be elsewhere so that you know they're not on the street and they're taken care of. Or even like, we need a break and sending them to a supportive person for those two weeks. But I agree. Like it's so many things that can happen when you close the door and you turn people away and it could, it, this is just like such a complicated situation because on the one hand you have people that probably feel like, you know, is it really unconditional love if you could do that? And then on the other hand, it's like, but you don't know, what is happening with her, what she did, what's going on. And it would be very insensitive to say you don't understand the level of frustration that the mom feels and um, the level of anger and all of that. Like, And it doesn't invalidate the mom's feelings. It's just I think that there could be alternative solutions rather than just saying get out and be on the street. That's That's harsh. That's hard because you know, yeah, how they gonna live, where they gonna get money, how they gonna eat, you know, right? But even if you made alternative um, circum- situations for them, place for them to go, it has to really be someone you can have confidence in that's um, have the same values as you because right. you can send them to somewhere else. But if they let them do what you wouldn't allow them to do, that's not gonna be cool either. And then they right. don't communication with you and let them know. Mm-hmm. That you know what's going on with your child, so right. You need so it's a tough situation. Yeah. yeah. So, um, if you could go back in time, what would you do differently as a mother? I would spend more quality time, I think, with my children and stop worrying about other things. Like a lot of times, I was tired, didn't feel like doing this or that, but I would. Uh, Maybe we could do more things together. I know I took them to the library. I took them to the park a few times. And, um, you know, when the girls were outside, we played rope a little bit. But it wasn't like it was a lot of times that we did that. And I probably would do those type of things more. 
maybe create more projects to do together, things that crafts that I like to do, things that I like to do, see if they wanted to learn. Well, it was a time I wanted to see if they wanted to learn, but they acted like they weren't interested. So, uh, so then, so then I just gave it up. But you know, maybe I could have tried a little harder. You know, so, you I know. remember doing those pillows. Me, you, and Zuria doing those pillows. Zuria yeah. took the heart. I wanted the heart. <laughs> um, I had the star, which ended up crooked because it's so challenging to do a star pillow. Um, so yeah, yeah stuff cool. like that, huh? Was that for school? No, it was a project that you did with me and Zuria. Oh, I remember like, we made those things, but um, yeah, it was just like a fun okay. thing. Okay, so it was to teach, try to help you all to learn to sew, but mm-hmm. keep it up and like try to help you all to learn to cook, but ooh, I didn't want to touch this. Okay, Mom, you could just say me. Because <laughs> I still do not touch whole chickens. I ain't sticking my hand inside no chicken's body. I buy my chicken pre-cut. I don't care if it's cheaper to buy the whole body. I ain't doing it. Mom used to have me up in that kitchen. I used to be sitting down, crying, coming out. I don't want to touch the inside of the body. The chicken's body floating at the top of the water. Mm-mm, I'm good. <laughs> particular thing well I took care of y'all fed you bathed you and I've tried to teach you about God and have devotion and read the Bible things like that teach you how to act right don't fight you know the usual things so I would say you know if somebody was to be like did you have a great mother yes yes I did all those things that you're talking about I do remember Bible study I do that with my children library visits I do that with my children um taking them to do things I do that with my children you taught us all of these different things like you taught us definitely how to be independent um you taught us you know Loving God, God first. You definitely did teach us not to fight. And I think somewhere, I don't know if it was you or the hood, but we fight for each other and not each other. Huh? Yeah, I got that from the hood. Y'all just gotta go from the hood. Y'all was hanging around with your friends and wanted to be like, I guess one. Okay, okay, Ma. Okay, okay. Don't be selling all this information now. This part of the episode has been muted to protect the innocence of bystanders. Uh, a, a little bit too much. We can't be talking about stuff we didn't do, Mom. Not on the public airways. Like when somebody... And once again, she is a mother in rare form, so we are muting this part of the episode. Cut, film. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's head on into the typical guest questions, because Naomi is over here ready to spill the tea. What makes you feel like you feel inspired to be your best self? I would say God makes me feel inspired to be my best self because he is the center of my life, the center of my joy. All my life is centered around him. No doubt. Um, I want to please him. And so if I do like he says, obey his word and do live the way he says to live, then I will be my best self. That's right. Okay. 
What does it mean to show real love to somebody? This is a question that I ask all the guests because um, the name of the show is the Love-ish podcast because I think we show half-hearted versions or ish of love all the time. You know, we, we, we say, yeah, I love you. And then we do these gestures, but they're really half-hearted versions of love as opposed to real love. So what does it mean to show real love to someone in your opinion? Well, it's like one of your aunts used to say, keep it real. <laughs> and like they say nowadays, keep it 100, all of that. Shout out to Lady D. <laughs> so be real. You know, authentic, yes. Authentic. And, um, and the, you know, the Bible lets us know there's only two spirits in the world as far as love and so it's, you either love them or you hate them. And, and there's various types of love. So it's not like if you say you love them, that is um, a mushy, mushy type of love all the time. It's agape love, like what the Bible has, talks about. It's more mm-hmm. just love for a fellow man and things like that. And because the Bible even say love your enemies. So um, being real. So you have part of that love is being forgiving. So if someone hurts you, mm-hmm. first of all, you try to talk about it and find out what happened, get an understanding and, and ask forgiveness. So that's going to mend a, a possibly broken relationship if, um, you know, if something has happened and offended somebody. But then you have to do your best, you know, even though it hurts, like if, if they need you, you got to be there for that person. Because you don't want to hold anything in your heart against that person because they did something that hurt you. So God would have us to, um, you know, show love back. And that's a difficult part. And that's where God comes in to help us. And it's not always maybe an offense, but, um, you know, being concerned about them, calling them, spending time with them. And maybe you don't spend time with them all the time. Uh, It depends on your personality. So. Uh, don't get invested in them. It sounds like, yeah. Don't uh, don't don't think that they don't love you or they not your friend because they don't spend as much time with you as you may think they ought to. And then it depends on what their schedule is like as well. But I mm. guess you are really uh, friends. I'm sure you will have some time together. So that is like a common thread because in the last episode, Lana, that came up with Lana and I in our discussion where we were talking about the time thing. And I think you are, of course, right. Like, uh, time is not always an indicator of love, time spent necessarily, although. Um, it is good to spend time. And for a person whose love language is like quality time, of course, that's top tier. But sometimes you're in situations where you can't always do that. Like Lana and I living so far away from each other, but still like being intentional about how we connect and when we connect. So cool. And now a big question. What is one big dream you have that you really wish was a reality? I wish I had a bigger house, a nicer house. And I would like to, um, you know, with a lot, a number of bedrooms, maybe four at least. And my sisters and brothers, they live in another state. So, but I would like them to be able to come and be able to spend the night 
you know, stay with me. They don't have to be in the hotel, stay there. Or if I had like a family reunion or something, I would like to have dinner for a lot of family members there. I had a nice house, a nice yard. Um, then we could do that there. And that's a dream that I'm working on for a okay. reality. All right. Come on, big house to host and hospitality. Yeah. My children, they could come too, of course. They yeah, because anyway, you know. We was definitely on the tail end of that, sis. Like, <laughs> but you already know, as you stated, we would have been there. Period. Anyway, um, okay, big house, and I love that you, you know, you want the house not for glitz for glam, but actually to host and to be hospitable to people. I guess that's where I get that trait from too. Okay, sis, come on through. What makes you laugh? I don't know. The way you were just acting made me laugh. <laughs> so, yeah, but you're trying to have cute little stifled laughs on this podcast, though. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> well, I don't know. It, I don't know what makes me laugh. <laughs> something happens or something is said, and if it's funny enough to me, I'll break down into a really good laugh with tears and everything, but the one with tears don't happen too often, but <laughs> hey, where can the people find you, mother? Do you want to be found, first of all? Because, honey, do you want to be found? Because if you don't want to be found, we could just take the question off the screen. <laughs> of course, I'm sure there's times, there are times in everyone's life when they don't want to be found. They want their own private time. Yeah, you don't have to give out social media or nothing like that if you don't want to. I'm not talking about work or personal information, but. If you want to be found, you can say it. If you don't, don't worry about it. But where can they find me? They can find me probably at church <laughs> or at work because I am definitely there, sort of a workaholic. So if you happen to be on my job, you'll see me if you know okay. where I am. At church, you'll find me there. I might be at home um, doing one of the crafts that I like to do, crocheting, knitting, or Practicing music, piano. Occasionally, you might see me at a friend's house. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to say to people listening to this episode or anything like that? I would say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Um, and all things will work out for you. If you give God your life, you live for him. The Bible way, you know... A lot of people out here nowadays, uh, they praise God and they say thank you, Jesus, and they have a form of a form of re a re they're a religious person or a form of salvation. Mm -hmm. But if you totally give your heart to God and live a life free from sin, like the Bible says, and you totally give your life to God so that His Holy Spirit comes within you, He can lead you and guide you in all ways because he says in all my ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path so let jesus be your guide and he, it can help you in all these situations about love since this is the love-ish podcast it'll teach you how to have true love real love and um and so it won't be the love-ish the fake we don't want to fake jesus we don't want a fake relationship with jesus because it's more than just being um having just going to church 
and saying, you know, I know the man upstairs and things like that. But <laughs> uh, first of all, he's almighty God, powerful. But you have to have a relationship with him. And just like you develop a relationship with a person, talking to them and spending time with them, you have to spend time with Jesus and talk with Jesus and not just talk and the Bible says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So you have to hear. And Bible Bible hearing and believing, Bible believing is doing. So you have to do what it says. And okay. when you do that, you're on the right path. And God could guide you in all kinds of directions. All righty, Mother. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Y'all give her a hand. Hopefully it wasn't as bad as you thought. Thank you for sharing yeah, your happy. I never, when I was a teenager, I never saw me doing a podcast, let alone us having an open dialogue and a conversation for other people to help, you know, heal, help talk about the real things that bother people. And um, I know this was a lot for you to come on the show. So I really, really, really appreciate it. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. And it is different for me. And um, I didn't know what I would say and still, you know, with all the questions. But um, I hope I hope I have been helpful to someone. I'm sure you have. It's time to talk about what I've been loving, product recommendations, shout outs to family and friends, and overall gratitude. Let's get into it. Hey, hey. Okay, so this week, I will tell y'all exactly what I've been loving. This coconut milk and rose calm candle from Victoria's Secret. When I tell y'all this thing smells so good, I don't know if this is like a special collection um, just for the holidays, but I did pick this up during the holidays. And oh, it says bougie. It sure do smell bougie. But uh, we talked a lot this week about um, the stress and the pressure and the frustration and all the emotions that might come up for you as a mother supporting a daughter. And if you experience that, one of the best ways that I find to decompress, to calm down, is kind of to turn on some lo-fi music. And I'll be lighting my candles, y'all. Candles? They just change the whole atmosphere. They shift, right? So that is what I've been loving this week. I want to thank you so very much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Lovish Podcast. This was installment two of our Real Love series. If you enjoyed today's episode, share the love. Share with your mama, share with your auntie, share with your best friend, and then head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I did not say two. I did not say three. I did not say four. I said a five-star review because reviews help the podcast to grow. Well, that is all I have for you. I will see you out in these social media streets.